Michael Jordan did not have to tell people he wanted to be the best basketball player in the league when he played. In his prime, Tiger Woods did not have to tell people he was chasing GOAT status in the world of PGA Golf. Michael Phelps did not have to tell people he wants to be the greatest swimmer ever. Steve Jobs did not have to tell people he was trying to push the creative envelope in technology and innovation. Elon Musk does not have to tell anyone he is trying to change things about our lives that are so profound some of us cannot even fully grasp with our minds the things he's trying to do. Welcome to the Paradigm Lift Podcast. I'm your host, Elliot Yee, and this is episode 18. Let's talk commitment. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear the word commitment? For many of us, we put it in a relational context, right? Like being in a committed relationship, being committed to your marriage, being committed to someone in a relationship and being committed to being loyal to them. Most of the time, that's where we hear the words commit or commitment. And these commitments are incredibly powerful and important commitments in our lives. But these commitments are only as strong as the commitments we have to ourselves. The commitment to ourselves in terms of Achieving personal growth, pursuing mastery or excellence in something. Each person I mentioned in my opening all have at least one thing in common. Commitment. They were undoubtedly committed to their greatness. They were committed to their goals. They were committed to their achievements. When you are committed to something, no explanation is ever needed. When you are consistently working to be, you're doing something to consistently be that thing. It's obvious. When you are chasing excellence and mastery, it is obvious to anyone who is exposed to your energy. It's in the action. You can see it. You can feel it. We've all known people who were committed people, who had that drive to move forward in pursuit of whatever it is they were doing. We did not have to ask them, they just knew. We just knew. Sorry. I ask you this. What are you committed to? In what area 
Are you actively chasing your greatness? When people see you, when people hear your name, what is coming to their minds in the way of thoughts in terms of what you're committed to? For many of us, that answer is nothing. Why? Well, I think many of us don't understand the importance and power of commitment in terms of how I'm describing it. Essentially, commitment is just like anything else. It's a muscle that gets stronger and more powerful the more you develop it. Commitment is so important and so powerful in our lives. It can override one of the most powerful forces in the human universe. Emotions and feelings. One of the biggest keys to success, no matter how you choose to define it, is having a strong commitment to your goal to achieve. Wherever you are, whoever you are, if you're actively chasing greatness, if you've already achieved it, you are going to experience times when you don't want to do what you know you must do. But this is the exact space where champions and game changers lean on their commitment while everyone else bails and makes excuses. The emotional space and the feelings that are generated that throw you offline for whatever reason are powerful, very powerful. Our emotions and feelings rule us. But when you're committed to your excellence, when you're committed to your goals, when you're committed to your achievement, you know that you have to be able to push through that to level up and get to that next level. And that's why the people who operate at the highest levels in whatever field they're in, whether it's professional athletics, high-tech, finance, or wherever. The person who's the best version of themselves and who's doing the best they can, who brings excellence to whatever it is they do, they are committed. Making commitments and following through on them is hard. It's difficult. And most of us simply don't take to doing hard and difficult things. A little bit about myself, full disclosure, I almost never eat out. Seriously, if I don't prepare the food myself, I generally don't eat it. I don't want to eat it. Why? Because I am committed to my wellness. Eating well is a big part of that. 
I read no less than one book a week. I write daily. I meditate daily. I have habits of self-love. Why? I am committed to my emotional wellness and improvement. I am committed to my personal growth. I am committed to being a better person day in, day out. I don't have to advertise this or say this to those that occupy my space. It's generally something people can see and read my energy off of if they're around me often enough. Commitment is the action we take. It has nothing to do with emotion or feeling or the words we speak. This is what makes commitment so powerful. Most action we take is in fact triggered by emotion. So to be able to take an action that goes against an emotion, powering it, and to move in the other direction shows you the true power of commitment. There are some frightening statistics about marriage in the United States in particular. And they've been pretty constant. Um, 40% of first marriages fail. 65% of second marriages fail. 75% of third marriages fail. Bringing the overall average to about 50% of all marriages failing. Every situation is different. People are different. There are a variety of reasons why these things happen. But... When you break things down to certain parameters and, and certain levels, think about it. A lot of these marriages are falling apart, not because people all of a sudden, after 10 years or 15 years and two or three kids and a home and a life that's created, don't have chemistry. Okay, granted, people can grow and change and move in different directions. That is very real. But the second and third marriages statistically would not be increasing at the rate they are in comparison to the disillusion of the first marriages. So what is that telling you? People are just generally trading in one situation for another. There's no real change. Marriages are falling apart because people are not committed to the marriage. So a person can be committed to a person, be loyal to a person, but people are not committed through to working through hard and difficult times in a marriage. Any relationship, in particular a marriage, has difficult times and difficult moments. But that's when your commitment is supposed to pull you through it. And I could hear the voices now, well, I'm more committed than this person. I shouldn't have to commit if this person, well, you know, I mean, everybody's situation is going to be different. But I know a lot of the marriages I've seen fall apart.
more excuses than commitment were present. And, you know, it's just an example of how we lack commitment today in our society and in our culture. People are not committed to themselves. They're not committed to their goals. They're not committed to their relationships. They're not committed to pursuing mastery and excellence. People don't have a commitment to get beyond themselves, to grow into the person that they can be. We're not committed. Let's face it. It's too, it's too much work. It's hard to do. People don't want to do it. If Steve Jobs wasn't committed, none of you would have iTunes, iPhones, or iPads today. If Larry Page and Sergey Brin weren't committed, you wouldn't have Google. If Jeff Bezos wasn't committed, you wouldn't have Amazon. Jonas Salk, Albert Einstein, Martin Luther King Jr., Louis Latimer, Nikola Tesla, and countless others were committed to their causes and their purposes. That's why we have incredible contributions to society today by people like these and so many others. Everything in your life today that makes your life pleasant, more easier, and more enjoyable is a result of someone else's commitment to their mastery. I ask you again, what are you committed to? What are you going to commit yourself to? We all have infinite potential, but this action potential does nothing unless you are committed to developing your greatness. You have to start creating a belief in yourself. You have to raise your standard of self and you start by making a commitment to yourself. No one can do this for you. No one can give this to you. This is all on you. I want you to think back to a memory that conjures up a positive emotion, a positive feeling. Hopefully, it's a result of something you did or achieved. We crave progress and overcoming obstacles. This is something our brain is hardwired for. That's why when we feel like we're progressing in an activity, the brain actually creates dopamine to make us feel good. This is the space you need to occupy when leaning on your commitment. When you're in that space and you're doing something in that moment, that you don't want to do, that is difficult for you to do, the projection of this feeling of accomplishment or achievement works. It's actually a tactic used by Navy SEALs in their training when they're going through Hell Week and BUDS. Put yourself in that space and lean on your commitment to push you through those difficult times when you know you have to do something but don't want to do it. 
I've just completed writing my latest manuscript, which I am in the process of editing. It came out to 106,000 words. When I make a commitment to write, it requires me to make sacrifices in other areas of my life. Writing is very tedious. It takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of commitment. I read less when I am actually working on a writing project. Anything resembling a social life pretty much evaporates. And as many people who write will tell you, spending the needed time in your thoughts while you process and try to come up with ideas can at times get unbearingly lonely. But for me, the sense of fulfillment and accomplishment and the good that I believe I'm trying to put out into the universe is worth it. It's worth the commitment. The hours upon hours I spend working against these dreaded impulses that are salivating to take me off my line, it's worth it. We all have to find that thing, that passion, that purpose within ourselves and commit to being great at it. It's inspiring. It's energizing. And to me, that's the definition of living. You know when you come across someone that has that kind of energy. And you also know very well when you come across someone where they're operating in the opposite space with no commitment and completely operating off of destructive interference. Our commitments to ourselves don't have to be grand. They can start off small. It could be as simple as committing to getting enough sleep. The goal is to build up to that level of commitment where you are creating so much value. You are on the verge of changing the world because you did it in yourself. So many times we get disencouraged, we disappoint ourselves, we beat ourselves up because maybe we go out and we do try to do something and it doesn't turn out how we wanted it to, but we have to be patient with ourselves. We have to be kinder to ourselves with the voices that we speak to ourselves in. It takes time. Sometimes it takes more time than others, but don't compare yourself to someone else. Commit to your mastery. Commit to your process. Remember, everything is in the process. Michael Jordan, LeBron James, Floyd Mayweather Jr. We see their successes, but we don't see the process that precedes that success. There is a relentless pursuit in the process where greatness is developed. And it doesn't matter where you're at or what you're doing, whether it's becoming a writer, whether it's just cleaning your house, uh, being the best parent you can be, being the best spouse you can be. 
to be great at anything requires a commitment to that greatness. Being the best friend you can be. Being the best whatever. You fill in the blank. You cannot be successful and achieve greatness in anything without your commitment. If you don't have commitment in your life to yourself, your commitment in other areas of your life are going to suffer because you're not going to know how to get through doing those things that have to be done. And if you do them, they're going to be half-ass. You're not going to be the best version of yourself getting through doing something you don't want to do. And that makes all the difference when you come out on the other side. There is no feeling greater than coming out on the other side of doing something you don't want to do, knowing you did it absolutely the best you can do because you were committed to getting through it. That creates a certain level of self-confidence and self-efficacy that you can't buy and you can't be taught. You can only get it by doing it. And we all face enough adversity in our lives, day in and day out, where we are faced with something that's going to throw us offline from something that we want to do. If someone's looking to create a healthier lifestyle and maybe get in shape and shed a few pounds, you have to commit to yourself to do that. You have to commit to eating better. You have to commit to exercising. You have to commit to getting better sleep. You have to commit to elevating your standard of self. You have to commit to being greater than what you are right now. And that only happens when you step into those spaces where you're feeling like you don't want to do that thing you want to do. Take the time to figure out what it is you want to develop mastery and expertise in and just commit to it day in and day out. Over time, you will see progress. You will build confidence. And this will increase your level of commitment. And then you can take that commitment, that willpower, that self-discipline, and you can apply it to so many different areas of your life. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Paradigm Lift Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Elliot Yee. If you have any questions, feedback, or comments, please direct message me at Elliot Yee underscore, at, sorry, at Elliot underscore Yee on Instagram. If you have any inquiries about communication workshops and speaking engagements, Send me an email at paradigmleft at gmail.com. Take care.